Hello, and welcome to Misinformation, a trivia podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams at Pub Quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julia. Hey, Julia! Hey, Julia! Aw, what a lovely what a lovely way to start the app. Oh, you know, hey, we you know we don't do enough singing on this show. People <laughs> tell us that all the time. You two have such <laughs> lovely, melodious voices. Why don't you sing more often? Yeah. You know, and I, th- I think I've heard that a lot, like in um, not just our podcast, but in other podcasts where people are like, ooh, I love it when the hosts sing. My favorite thing and not embarrassing at all for me as a listener is to watch to listen to somebody else sing. So, <laughs> you know what? I think we're really going to try and, you know, provide that for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I know you guys can't see us right now, but I have um, a wine glass the size of a fish bowl and then also a bowl of popcorn, which is, mm. you know, Olivia Pope's favorite dinner. And <laughs> yeah, actually, yes, exactly. tr- truly one of my favorite dinners, too. It's um, great. Josh doesn't Josh doesn't get it. Like Josh uh, wants to eat like, I don't know, a protein <laughs> and a vegetable <laughs> and a starch. And I'm like, nope, I'm fine with a bowl of popcorn and a glass of wine. Thanks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a, a delicious, salty, buttery carbohydrate plus alcohol. Yes. Why? What's what's better than that? <laughs> it's America's favorite dinner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's a theme. It's a theme tonight because um, in Learned League, my very best category is television. Absolutely. I love it. I would love the warm embrace of the mm, the glow of the of screen, the glow of the screen and the comfortable mm-hmm. couch and. You know, being able to all the trappings, all of these wonderful stories that people are telling to us across the screens. So, yes, tonight we are visiting my best category. We are going to Shondaland. Ooh, so soapy. Yes, yes. Mm. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> you're in the right place. Tonight we were talking all about Shonda Rhimes, who is Ugh. like, she's a total boss queen yes. of television. Absolutely. All right. So first we'll talk a little bit about Shonda. So Shonda Rhimes was born in Chicago, Illinois in January 1970. She was the youngest of six children. Her mother, Vera, was a college professor and her father, Eileen, was a university administrator. And she'd said that she exhibited an early affinity for storytelling early on in her life. She attended Marian Catholic High School and served as a hospital volunteer, which inspired an interest in hospital environments. She majored in English and film studies at Dartmouth College and she graduated in 1991. At Dartmouth, she joined the Black Underground Theater Association. She divided her time between directing and performing in student productions and also writing fiction. And after college, she moved to San Francisco and worked in advertising. But she moved to uh, Los Angeles a little bit after that to study screenwriting at the University of Southern California. She was ranked at top of her class at USC, and she earned the Gary Rosenberg Writing Fellowship. She obtained a Master of Fine Arts degree from the USC School of Cinematic Arts. And while at USC, Rhymes was hired as an intern by Deborah Martin Chase, who was a prominent black producer. She also worked at Denzel Washington's company, Mundy okay. Lane Entertainment. So after she graduated, Rhymes was actually an unemployed scriptwriter in Hollywood. And to make ends meet, she worked at various day jobs, including as an office administrator and then a counselor at a job center. 
During this period, Rimes worked as a research director on the documentary Hank Aaron Chasing the Dream, which won the 1995 Peabody Award. And oh, wow. in 1998, Rimes made a short film called Blossoms and Veils, which starred Jada Pinkett Smith and Jeffrey Wright. Hey. And this is actually her only credit as a film director. So that's 1998 oh. short film Blossoms and Veils. New Line Cinema purchased a feature script of hers. Um, it ended up not being produced at that time, but she received an assignment shortly thereafter to co-write the HBO movie Introducing Dorothy Dandridge in 1999, which earned numerous awards for their star Halle Berry. Get out. I didn't realize that she co-wrote yeah. that. That's so interesting. Oh, wait. Wait till you hear the the plethora of things that she's worked on. Oh, man. So after grad school, Rhymes sold her first screenplay called Human Seeking Same about an older black woman looking for love in the personal ads. And that film wasn't produced. But you have heard of her next project. In 2001, Rhymes wrote the debut film of pop singer Britney Spears, <gasps> also starring Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning. What? Crossroads, everybody. I didn't know that she wrote that. Get yes. out. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. And I feel like it's been really, it was really panned by the yes. critics, but maybe it wasn't meant that. for them. Okay. No. Sometimes it's just, it's, sometimes you just want a nice story about friendship. Going on Between women. Going on a road trip and having a nice time and maybe hitting up a karaoke joint. Oh, heck yes. And singing I Love Rock and Roll. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Is that maybe it's not for them. I That's think all. Lauren has actually seen Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> so, you know, she wrote that. And then the next thing that she worked on uh, in 2004 was the sequel to The Princess Diaries called The Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. Get out. Yeah. I didn't realize that she was so, I, you know, like, like a dummy. I just assumed like Shonda Rhimes right out the gate was Grey's Anatomy. But apparently, she, a lot she about put her. in her know. dues. All right. Absolutely. She paid her dues. So she's working on all these film things. In 2003, she actually wrote her first TV pilot for ABC. It was about young female war correspondents. But wow. the network turned it down. You know what they didn't turn down? What's her that? next project. Uh oh. So here's where Shondaland comes in. Shondaland is the name of Rhymes Production Company. Shondaland mm. and its logo also refer to the shows that she has produced and also to Rhymes herself. So yes, when yes. we say Shondaland, it's like interchangeably Shonda mm -hmm. and her production company. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like the nut, because I do remember, like, I think it was ABC or NBC. I forgot what what channel she's on, but oh, it was ABC they were like, girl. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it was like Thursday nights is Shondaland because exactly. it was like it was like back to back to back to back Shondaland shows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But basically they they tried to rebrand Thursday as like TGIT. Thank goodness it's <laughs> Thursday because that means right. it's a night of Shondaland. <laughs> I mean, people were going to watch no matter what. They didn't need to. Yeah. You know. They didn't need to hype it up. Exactly. So. Uh, the name Shondaland was stylized as capital S Shonda, capital L Land, one word, Okay. from 2005 to 2016. But since 2016, it is all stylized lowercase. Everything is mm -hmm. lowercase. It's always in a very recognizable font. So mm -hmm. you'll, you might often see it in print as actually all lowercase letters. So the Shondaland shows, girl, and we are going to go. I know I can't say I don't know why I'm saying it. Girl! 
We're going to take you to Shondaland. Her very first show. Because it's such a, like a, like a mid 2000s, like ladies getting together and be like, oh my God, did you watch Grace last night? Like Exactly. It's- and that's where we're starting. Grey's mm. Anatomy has been on the air from 2005 to the present. God, that's yep. so long. So if you're not familiar, the series follows the life of Meredith Grey, played by Ellen Pompeo. She's the daughter of esteemed general surgeon Ellis Grace, and the show starts from her acceptance into the surgical residency program at the fictional Seattle Grace Hospital. So some things to know about Grey's Anatomy. First off, the title is an allusion to Grey's Anatomy, G-R-A-Y, not G-R-E-Y, the classic mm-hmm. human anatomy textbook first published in 1858. And actually, according to an interview with um, a later star of the show, Kate Walsh, uh, she said, quote, they kept changing the name of the show. First, it was called Doctors, and then it was called <laughs> Surgeons, and then it was called <laughs> Complications. And I was like, what a bullshit show title. Grey's Anatomy <laughs> is the perfect title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So sh- for this show, Shonda is creator, writer, and producer. Okay. Rhymes considered setting the medical drama in her hometown, Chicago, but eventually decided to go with Seattle in order to distinguish Grey's Anatomy from the Chicago-based series ER. So oh, since clever. ER and Chicago Hope, actually, too, they were all mm-hmm. they were both set in Chicago. So that's why she went to a different city. Mm-hmm. The cast has undergone major changes throughout the series' run. Uh, and as yeah. of this recording, the show is in its 17th season, everybody. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Grey's Anatomy is the longest running scripted primetime show currently airing on ABC, and it is the longest scripted primetime series carried by ABC. As of February 28th, 2019, it was the longest running American primetime medical drama series. Damn. With 17 seasons. Exactly. So the original interns of the show were physicians Christina Yang, played by Sandra Oh, Izzy Stevens, played by Katherine Heigl, Alex Karev, played by Justin Chambers, and George O'Malley, played by T.R. Knight. Um, this is the show that has McDreamy. Yeah. That was his nickname. Uh, it was attending neurosurgeon Derek Shepard, who was played by Patrick Dempsey. He and Ellen Pompeo eventually get married on the show, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, Ellen Pompeo is the only cast regular to be in all seven seasons so far mm. so they use well, co- about her <laughs> so they use costumes to differentiate between attending surgeons who wear navy blue scrubs and residents who wear light blue scrubs i didn't realize that at first um fun gory fact uh for operating room scenes they work with cow organs oh okay isn't that yeah. interesting and so at this point in the in the episode i was gonna do like lauren i was gonna do like a little tiny mini quiz for you and i was gonna ask you like did this happen on Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> but you know sure. what? Everything, everything has happened. Everything that I could have come up with that could have possibly sounded fake has already happened on Grey's Anatomy. Absolutely. It's like a fire, a flood, an earthquake, a helicopter crash. A mall collapse, a tunnel collapse, a plane crash, uh, the ferry disaster. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody's face got swapped. Somebody had sex with a ghost. Somebody like... <laughs> Every- <laughs> everything everything's everything. happened on Grey's Anatomy and I did you watch it Where'd you, where'd, I know you don't watch it now but did you ever watch it yeah I watched it off and on through college yeah so like early early season like maybe like the first three seasons I would I would catch it same I think that's about yeah. where I jumped off to I think it was it was actually the fairy disaster where I was like all right you know what I'm yeah at. like every it got to <laughs> Sometimes you just have a boring day at the hospital, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Both of our moms worked in medicine. Like, sometimes you just didn't have a story to tell. 
yeah, sometimes it's a bunch of crotchety old people who just pee themselves in the bed. And that's okay. You know, that's real life. I know it doesn't make for compelling television, but you can't have something blow up every week. Exactly. That's craziness. But from the very beginning, like Grey's Anatomy was just such a ratings hit for um, for ABC that oh, they yeah. went ahead and like right off the bat, have a spinoff, everybody. Mm-hmm. That takes us to Shondaland's second show, Private Practice, which yes. was on from mm-hmm. 2007 to 2013. So that takes place at the Seaside Health and Wellness Center, and it chronicles the life of Dr. Addison Montgomery, played by Kate Walsh, as she leaves Seattle Grace Hospital in order to join a private practice located in Los Angeles. So some things to know about private practice. Um, throughout the series' six-season run, private practice had a handful of crossovers with its sister show, Grey's Anatomy. Obviously, there were characters that kind of showed up in both places. Um, characters included Violet Turner, played by Amy Brenneman, Naomi Bennett, played by Audra McDonald, Sam Bennett, played by Tay Diggs, Pete Wilder, played by Tim Daly, Cooper Friedman, played by Paul Adelstein, and Charlotte King, played by Katie Strickland. And for private practice, Shonda was creator, writer, and producer again. Mm-hmm. Now her third show, you know what? I never heard of this one, <laughs> so it it wasn't a al- it wasn't around long. Off the map in twenty eleven. No. Oh. Huh. So, no, I don't remember. So that. off the map was set in a remote South American village where seven doctors search for the reasons that brought each of them to medicine. Oh, uh, some things to know about off the map. Uh, it was canceled after one 13 episode <laughs> season. Oh yeah, okay, and Shonda was the producer only on that show. So oh, okay, um, it seems like you know since it didn't have her like her fancy writing skills in there too mm-hmm. that maybe it it needed them. Um, yeah, but yeah, it seems that maybe people were getting a little bit of like doctor fatigue. I don't know. Yeah, you can only keep track shows. of so many so many medical shows. You know. Yeah. All right, but our next one we all know this one. Scandal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2012 to 2018. So Scandal was a seven season long political thriller TV series starring Kerry Washington as Olivia Pope, a fixer who is the head of her own crisis management firm, Olivia Pope and Associates, also referred to often as OPA and its Mm. staff, as well as staff at the White House and surrounding political scene in Washington. Uh, So things to know about Scandal. At the beginning of the show, the president of the United States is Fitzgerald Grant III, played by Tony Goldwyn, and his wife is Melly Grant, played by Bellamy Young. Uh, Fitz's mistress is Olivia Pope. So, so much of the first early seasons is Olivia sneaking around to have sex with the president. Yeah, sure. I mean, but like, so many... I, of course, there are so many other crazy storylines happening. And I like the early seasons better because there were more like case of the week type things like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, somebody hacked my account and I'm going to, you know, what should I do? And then OPA comes in and they're like, we're going to dig up some dirt on these other people and we're going to make them pay for what they did to you. Yeah. I liked those things. It went, guys, they went off the rails in the last yeah. couple seasons. I, like, didn't she get like, she got kidnapped. And- she got kidnapped and then the president started a war with another country in order to get her back and it turns out that her dad Eli Pope was like the head of this secret like super secret military like branch that kills people and Mm -hmm. you know then they were trying to kill him but then he was gonna it was so so much death so much murder (laughs) so many people doing things like that they really shouldn't have been doing um Oh, yeah. So much cheating. So much sex. Everything. Scandal. 
everything you could want scandal scandal um so other main characters on the show besides Fitz and Melly and, and Olivia of course um Captain Jake Ballard played by Scott Foley Cyrus mm. Bean played by Jeff Perry David Rosen played by Joshua Molina you have Abby Whelan played by Darby Stanchfield and Eli Rowan Pope played by Joe Morton and then you also have Huck who's Guillermo Diaz uh Huck is like the real like uh, he's the real like wacko on the show kind of oh, like okay. he's like he's former B, he's former B-16 like former used to kill people mm. but like gets reactivated I don't know <laughs> anyway there there was a really great SNL sketch that I can't remember right now who was the guest host for it but like they do a scandal episode on uh, oh, sorry yeah? a scandal sketch on SNL and it is perfect it was, absolutely it was like perfect. pitch perfect. Yes. Yeah. And so for Scandal, Shonda was creator, writer, and producer. So mm. again, no wonder that it was a big hit. A huge hit. Yeah. Next one you've also heard of, How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, no one on earth chews scenery and spits it out and looks amazing in heels like Viola Davis. That woman, and I didn't even, I didn't even watch the show. I just like, just seeing clips of her incredible face just like acting the shit out of the scene is oh it's so good absolutely <laughs> so how to get away with murder legal thriller starring viola davis as annalise keating who's a law professor at a prestigious philadelphia university who along with five of her students becomes entwined in a murder plot so things to know about the show um, at the beginning of the first season, Annalise selects five of her first year students to intern at her firm. They're mm-hmm. Wes Gibbons, Connor Walsh, Michaela Pratt, Asher Millstone, and Laurel Castillo. And they are later referred to as the Keating Five. During season Ooh. one, her husband, Sam's mistress, gets killed. <gasps> and later that season, so does Sam. Much oh, murder no. and secrets ensue in subsequent seasons. Now, what you, sh- what, you, know, what you really need to know about this is Viola Davis won a Primetime Emmy Award in 2015 for portraying Annalise Keating. Uh, Viola Davis has also won an Academy Award for Fences in 2016 and two mm-hmm. Tony Awards for King Headley II in 2011 and also Fences in 2010. So she is the first black woman to achieve the, quote, triple crown of acting. So basically, if we can get this woman a Grammy, she's, good. she's yeah. got an EGOT. She, all she has to do is narrate an audiobook. Right. And she's yeah. And she's got an incredible speaking voice. Absolutely. The woman can do. She probably can sing. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. She can do, she can do anything, anything she puts her mind to. She can and do didn't anything. She, didn't she go to Juilliard or something like that? Like she's I'm sure she did. Like full on classically trained. She's a national treasure. Absolutely. And we should all worship at the feet of Viola Davis. That's and, all I'm saying. That's- and one of the like one of the most compelling scenes that I can remember from this show and it, again, it kind of went off the rails in the later seasons. Of course, the they first couple do. seasons were great. Um, so she's very upset. She finds out that her husband has been has been having an affair, and that the girl he was having an affair with ends up dead. Um, and so there's this incredible scene where she takes off all of her makeup, and she takes off her wig, and she takes off like her eyelashes, and she's just like completely barefaced in front of the camera, and mm. nobody, nobody else. Nobody, Nobody else, else could have done that scene. <laughs> it's incredible. I love her so much. I got to run some movies with her in it. She's so good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shonda Lane's next show called The Catch. 
It was hmm. only aired from 2016 to 2017. So it follows Alice Vaughn, who runs a private investigation firm in L.A., and after being defrauded by her fiancé, she's determined to find him between working on other cases before it ruins her career. And it hmm. turns out her fiancé is revealed to be a master con artist working for a high-stakes international crime operation. <gasps> this sounds like the kind of show I would have really liked had I Absolutely. known it was around in 2016 or 2017. <laughs> yeah. So it actually um, it aired 20 episodes across two seasons before being canceled in 2017 due to low ratings uh i'm gonna huh. see if i can find it somewhere because again yeah uh, that's definitely I'm, your I'm all bag. in on a private investigator who has <laughs> yeah. former fiance as a master con artist working for a crime ring i don't know yeah mm-hmm. 2017 not a great year for shondaland we have still star crossed uh which mm. was out in 2017 only so that was a period drama series that was created by heather mitchell based on the book of the same name by melinda taub uh still star crossed and it was billed as a sequel to shakespeare's romeo and juliet uh mm, aren't they both dead yes they are both dead but you know who's huh. not dead everyone else that was in romeo oh. and juliet Besides well, no wonder the other guys successful. that got killed in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, things to know about Still Starcrossed. It followed the deaths of Romeo and Juliet and Rosaline Capulet is betrothed against her will to Benvolio Montague. And mm. as the two try to prevent the marriage and the destruction of their warring families, a secret society known as The Fiend attempts to depose <laughs> the beleaguered Prince Aeschylus by inciting war between the two families. And each episode's title makes a, a distinct reference to a different Shakespeare play. So that's kind of interesting. Like if you looked at this list of episodes from the show, you would know that it, it came from Still Starcrossed. And on mm. this show, Shonda was the producer only. I say okay. Got a couple more. Uh, For the People in 2018 to 2019. This was a legal drama series set in the Southern District of New York Federal Court, also known as the Mother Court. And the show follows new lawyers, both prosecutors and federal public defenders, as they handle the most high profile and high stakes cases. And, you know, their personal lives show up in there, too. This actually also only aired 20 episodes across two seasons before being canceled in 2019. And this Mm. was, again, Shauna was the producer only on this. And then our last ABC show. So everything I mentioned before, ABC. It's like she huh. uh, she was their go-to gal. Yeah, we absolutely. We have Station 19. So that's been on since 2018 to the present. So that's, st- that's still airing. Mm-hmm. So this action drama series is set in Seattle, and it focuses on the lives of the men and women at the Seattle Fire Station 19. Um, mm. So this is actually the second spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. So you might see some characters oh. kind of um, show up in both places, too. So that's, a, that's the other one besides Grey's Anatomy that is still airing. So after that, and we'll talk about this in a couple minutes, um... She she's not at MB. She's not at ABC anymore. All right. Okay. You know where she's at? Netflix. Oh yeah. Where you all gotta, that that's... money is Netflix. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, to mass acclaim, we got Bridgerton. Oh yeah. Julia's been trying to get me to watch Bridgerton. And here's the thing. <laughs> Something that you may or may not know about me is that, and also my mother-in-law has been trying to get me to watch Bridgerton too. Yeah. And Julia made a face. Yes. And Steve was like, uh, okay. I was like, nope. Nope. We're not watching Bridger- Bridgerton with your mom. Um, I don't love sex in my TV shows. I, I call me a prude. Call me a, a pilgrim. I, I just, I don't like, I don't like sexy sex in my shows. I don't like it. I don't want to see a wiener. I don't want to see a there's, pair there's of There's no wieners. 
Well, I know, but the 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 hint of a wiener. I don't want to watch people orgasming. I don't have the strength or the wherewithal for it. I just don't. I don't care for it. I don't care for it. Well, so I probably won't be watching Bridgerton. I'm sorry. Much to my detriment, I'm sure. <laughs> but I didn't know Shonda was uh, involved with Bridgerton. Uh, so, yes, Lauren, <laughs> Shonda is the producer of Bridgerton. If you are unaware of this fantastic show, uh, it's a Netflix period drama series created by Chris Van Dusen based on Julia Quinn's novel set in the competitive world of Regency era London's ton during the season when debutantes are presented at court. Um, so you things you need to know about Bridgerton uh, with a viewership of 82 million households in its first oh 28 God. days of availability. Bridgerton has become the most watched series on Netflix. There are only eight episodes on season oh, one. What? It is the most what? watched series on Netflix. I didn't know there were only eight episodes. Holy God. Yeah. <laughs> oh so God. Um, the show is actually narrated by Dame Julie Andrews, who voices the anonymous and ever scandalous newsletter columnist known as Lady Whistledown. So there's a couple of families that the show follows. The Bridgerton family is Violet Dowager Countess Bridgerton. She has four sons named Anthony, Benedict, Colin, and Gregory. And she has four daughters named Daphne, Eloise, Francesca, and Hyacinth. Across the street from them, you have the Featheringtons, who is Portia, Lady Featherington, her husband, the Baron. There are three daughters, Philippa, Prudence, and Penelope. And they also have a cousin who comes to stay with them named Marina Thompson. In season one, as eldest daughter Daphne Bridgerton enters her first season with Queen Charlotte's favor, she meets Simon Bassett, Duke of Hastings. And despite being encouraged by his mentor, Lady Danbury, the Duke is determined not to marry. Bridgerton is set in a racially integrated Regency-era London where people of color are members of the town with some um, having titles that were granted by the sovereign. Um, if you... If you like a sexy show, it's for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I a friend of mine texted me to tell me that the <laughs> Duke Hastings or Rene Jean Page, which I think that's his Re- name, Rene Jean Page, mm-hmm. Rene Jean Page. Excuse me. Um, she said uh, he brought her libido back from the grave, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. You know what? Bless. Bless. I'm so glad. <laughs> yes. It's it's worth it's worth watching. That's what I, I'm I believe That's you. What I'm I, I believe you. Just maybe not for old Elsie. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, Sean Ellen uses many of the same stables of actors across shows. Um, for example, Liza mm-hmm. Weil, who also played Paris on Gilmore Girls. She's been on Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder. Get out! And there have been lots of appearances of some characters on another series, as you can imagine. So again, with Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, and now Station 19, there was actually also an official Scandal slash How to Get Away with Murder crossover episode mm. in 2018. Uh, Shonda Rhimes has three young daughters, uh, this time Harper's 14, Emerson's four and a half, and Beckett is two and a half. And Mm. also, by the way, this woman is a full media mogul. In 2015, Mm. Shonda Rhimes published the biography, Year of Yes, How to Dance It Out, Stand in the Sun, and Be Your Own Person. And she did a really fantastic TED Talk in 2016 about that. We'll share the link with everybody. So the book candidly chronicles her moving and humorous attempts to come out of her shell by saying yes to everything that scares her. In 2017, Shonda Lynn launched the 
lifestyle website, Shondalyn.com, in partnership with Hearst. They are, quote, an inclusive destination which features in-depth interviews, emotional and relatable essays, and smart, unexpected culture coverage. Also, 2017, that's the same year she signed her record-breaking exclusivity deal with Netflix, with some project nice. details beginning to be shared by July 2018. So um, since 2017, basically all of her all of her new content has been with Netflix only. So in November 2020, Shana Lynn released Hot Chocolate Nut Cracker, which is a documentary about the Debbie Allen Dance Academy. Then, of oh, course, cool. on Christmas, we got the lovely gift of Bridgerton. Uh, forthcoming projects include... Notes on Love, which is an episodic anthology series. Inventing Anna, which is a series based on Jessica Pressler's viral New York Magazine article, How Anna Delvey Tricked New York <gasps> New York's yes. Party People, which <laughs> stars Julia that. Garner in the title role. Mm-hmm. There's also a series based on the 2010 Pulitzer Prize nonfiction winner, The Warmth of Other Suns by Isabel Wilkerson, mm-hmm. and a series based on Kate Anderson Brower's The Residence, a nonfiction book about what happens inside the White House from the perspective of staff. Like maids and butlers, cooks and doormen. Oh yeah, I think I heard about that. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be. That sounds like it's gonna be really cool. Yes. So Shauna Rhimes, she's won a Golden Globe Award, has been nominated for three Emmys. She's won awards from the Writers Guild of America, Producers Guild of America, Directors Guild of America. In 2017, Rhimes was inducted into the Television Academy of Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame. She does a masterclass program for aspiring screenwriters and producers. Shauna Lynn partnered with Series Fest in 2019 to launch the Women's Directing Mentorship, which is a competition designed to discover aspiring female directors. And in January 2020, it was announced that Shonda Rhimes had partnered with iHeartMedia to launch Shondaland Audio. Oh, she of course. is has her fingers in all of the pots, guys. All the pies. All the pies. And you know what? She deserves it because she is a powerhouse. Absolutely. She's great. She churns out hits like nobody's business. Yes. She deserves that. And now I'm going to wrap up this with the heartfelt quote. Oh, please. In an interview with People Magazine in December 2020, Shonda Rhimes said, quote, the only difference between a woman and an awesome woman is how a woman defines herself, frankly, and what you choose to do with your life. Because I think if you believe yourself to be an awesome woman, you are an awesome woman. And in general, you behave as an awesome woman. If you don't believe yourself to be one, then you don't. It's really about what you believe about yourself that's wonderful isn't it she's wise such a great role model she really is dang well that was great yeah oh my gosh i learned so much i had no idea i thought she was just basically i mean just it's still like having three hit television shows (laughs) before you hit the age of like 60 is like incredible but i didn't realize that it wasn't just you know grace anatomy Mm -hmm. scandal and and uh how to get away with murder. Mm-hmm. How to get away with murder. So that's cool. So Thanks, many Julia. Shows. All right. Now for your quiz. Mm-hmm. It's called Error Location Not Found. This is a quiz all about fictional countries in pop culture. I will name you the country and a few of its better known residents, and you will tell me the media title or franchise to which they belong. Are you ready? <sighs> I am ready. Here we go. Question one. Genovia, residence Mia Thermopolis, Clarice Marie Grimaldi Ronaldo. Question two, Zubrowka, Monsieur Gustav H, Zero Mustafa, and Agatha. Question three, Gilead, residence Offred, the Commander, and Serena Joy. 
Question four. Wakanda. Residents Nakia, Shuri, and Umbaku. Question five. Sodor. Residents Edward, Percy, and Sir Topham Hatt. Question six. Arendelle. Residents Oaken, Kristoff, and Anna. Question seven. Zamunda. Residents Prince Akim, Semi, and King Jaff. Question eight. Themyscira. Residents Diana, Antiope, and Hippolyta. Question nine. Florin. Residents Fezzik, Westley, and Buttercup. And finally, question 10. Gondor. Residents Denethor, Boromir, and Faramir. Give you about a minute to think about it and be back with your answers. Step one, you say we need to talk He walks, you say sit down, it's just a talk He smiles politely back at you You stare politely right on through Some sort of window to For the first time ever, I'm feeling amazing, amazing Great. about this quiz. See there, Woo-hoo. I'm just providing some music for you guys. Yeah, exactly. That's what, again, <laughs> the people are asking for it. <laughs> Clamoring, We I love it when you sing. <laughs> All right, lay it on me. So right. I'm naming, I'm naming like the movie or the book like or the, the franchise. the title or franchise to okay. which it belongs. Okay, right. great. Number one, Genovia with Mia Thermopolis and Clarice Marie Rimaldi Ronaldo. This is The Princess Diaries. You are correct. Yes. There are 11 volumes to this book series by Meg what? Cabot, published between t- 2000 and 2015. And again, actually relating to Shonda Rhimes, in 2001 and 2004, two films based on the novels were produced by Walt Disney Pictures. So you had The Princess Diaries and The Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement, starring Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews. Oh, treasure. Number two. Zubrauka. You had Monsieur Gustav H, Zero Mustafa, and Agatha. Uh, is this the Grand Budapest Hotel? Absolutely, it is. Yes. You are correct. Uh, that came out in 2014. It's a comedy drama written and directed by Wes Anderson. And for more on Wes Anderson, check out the 2020 episode of Mr. Information 3, Beans and Rice. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question three. Gilead, you have Offred, the Commander, and Serena Joy. Oh, that's The Handmaid's Tale. Absolutely. It's a 1985 book by Margaret Atwood set in a near future New England in a strongly patriarchal 
quasi-Christian totalitarian state known as Gilead that has overthrown the U.S. government. Among various changes in society, women are not allowed to read, write, own property, handle money, etc., and they are deprived of control over their own reproductive functions. The hit Hulu series starring Elizabeth Moss as Offred won eight primetime Emmy Awards for its first season in 2017. And I know you love that book. I love that book. Do you have, do you still have, I have your copy? copy of it? Okay, that's yeah. all right. I have a bunch of your books, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Wakanda with Nakia, Shuri, and Mbaku. Oh, uh, that's Black Panther. Yes. And if you haven't seen the 2018 film yet, we rec- it is misinformation stamp approved. Hi- Highly recommended. Yes. Uh, if you haven't yet, in Black Panther, T'Challa is crowned king of Wakanda following his father's death, but he's challenged by his cousin Killmonger, who plans to abandon the country's isolationist policies and begin a global revolution. It was the first superhero film to receive a Best Picture nomination and the first Marvel Cinematic Universe film to win any Academy Award. Incredible. It's Not a great that movie. I want to watch any superhero movies, but... I made an exception for that one. And and it was a good choice. Yes, it's true. All right, question five. Sodor with Edward, Percy, and Sir Topham Hatt. I, when you first said this, I was like, it actually gave me chills because I was like, how creepy that this is like a world called Sodor. I don't know, like that really freaked me out a little bit. Is this <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine? It is Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh my God, it's freaking me out. Why? It's called Sodor. I don't know. It just sounds like Sodor. Like we turned humans into machines. You know, I just feel like it's it's like a dystopian thing. No, I always thought it was like all cheery and like a little island outside of the Isle of Man. Oh, see, I I don't know. Maybe I've just been reading too much dystopian fiction. Mm -hmm. It's like (laughs) humans are now machines. Oh, uh, Engineer Josh says, are you confusing it with Sodom? As in Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> I am not. I, I'm I may be thinking of Mordor. I think that's maybe where I'm <laughs> okay. at on that. Yeah. Yes, of course. This is Thomas the Tank Engine or um the book series was originally mm-hmm. called the Railway Series by Reverend W. Audrey. All right, number six, Arendelle with Oaken, Kristoff, and Anna. Uh, I didn't see the movie, but I'm pretty sure this is Frozen. You are correct. Came out in 2013, which feels, I don't know. It that's it. That sounds like a lot longer ago. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> time time is moving at a weird pace right now. All right, number seven. Uh, Zamunda with Prince Akeem, Semi, and King Jaffe. This movie I will watch if it's on TV, even if it's three quarters of the way through, I'll watch it. This is coming to America. Correct. Came out in 1988. Um, I watched it for the first time uh, earlier this month. And I mm. thought it was very funny. A lot oh, more, it's hysterical. A lot, more, a lot more naked breasts than I expected to see yeah. at mm-hmm. like 2 p.m. on a Sunday. But, you know, <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, I forgot about that. I definitely want to see the sequel. The yes. sequel looks like it's going to be very, Thank very you, good. Thank you, Lauren. Uh, so this episode is coming out on uh, February 23rd. Well, just in time on March 5th, 2021, <gasps> the film sequel coming to number two mm-hmm. America will be released on Amazon Prime Video. Amazing. So, I can't wait to see enjoy, it. Enjoy, everybody. <laughs> All right. Number eight, Themyscira with Diana, Antiope, and Hippolyta. 
Uh, that's Wonder Woman. It is Wonder Woman. Uh, mm-hmm. Themyscira is a segregated nation of women regarded as a feminist utopia governed by Aphrodite's law, which declared that the Amazons would be immortal as long as no man sets foot on their island. The dream. Sounds like a dream. The dream, really. <laughs> Sounds like a dream, honestly. <laughs> All right. Uh, number nine, Florin with Fezzik, Westley, and Buttercup. Oh, uh, that's the Princess Bride. It is the Princess Bride. Uh, so the book came out in 1973 by William Goldman, and the movie came out in 1987. And we actually talked a little bit m- more about this book in depth in episode 159, Once Upon a Time. And then finally, for for the for the A plus for the perfect quiz, Lauren. This will be the second time only. I know you could do it. We have Gondor with Denethor, Boromir, and Faramir. That's Lord of the Rings. You are correct. Episode one eighty seven. Lauren gets a perfect score. Yeah, Woo! second time. Woo! Uh, so yes, Lord of the Rings again in uh, Peter Jackson's film, Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King. Gondor's capital city, Minas Tirith, was modeled on the Mont Saint Michel, which I didn't realize. Oh, I didn't realize uh, so that. So Mont Saint Michel, if you don't, if you're unfamiliar, that's a tidal island and mainland commune in Normandy, France. Uh, it currently has a population of thirty. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It was an abbey for you know a lot of a lot of time, a really important stronghold um, to the lands over there too. A very cool place. Mm-hmm. That's on my bucket list of places that I'd places like to visit. To go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Great job, awesome. Lauren. Yeah, thanks. Great quiz. That was very good. Yay. I really enjoyed that. So we have some bonus listener submitted trivia today. Love it. Okay. So we had a lot of fun feedback on last week's Ulysses S. Grant episode by the inimitable Muffy Morocco. Mm, um, wonderful. But some bonus info hit our inbox from listener Brandy S., who let us know that um, Ellie Parker, E L Y Ellie Eli. I think I'll say Eli just because my daughter's name is Ellie, and I don't want to, you know, wake her up by saying her name. <laughs> um, Eli Parker of the Seneca Nation happened to be a key player in Ulysses S. Grant's participation in the Civil War. So a quick biography. Eli S. Parker was Seneca, born in 1828 on the Tonawanda Reservation in western New York. Both of his parents were of prominent Seneca families. His father was a miller and a Baptist minister, as well as a Tonawanda Seneca chief who had fought for the states in the War of 1812. See episode 12, Mr. Madison's War, for more information on that war. Wow, his parents <laughs> strongly supported education for all of their children, including the girls in the family. Mm. Um, Eli excelled in school and was fluent in English. And when he was still a teenager, he was one of three Seneca chosen to meet with President James K. Polk to discuss grievances over the sale of reservation lands to a land developer. As a young man, Parker worked in a legal firm reading law for three years in Ellicottville, New York, and then he applied to take the bar exam. But he was not permitted to take it because as a Seneca, he was not then considered a U.S. citizen. Hmm. So, Hmm. you know what? He got interested in something else engineering he studied at the Renslayer Polytechnic Institute in Troy New York and he worked as a civil engineer dealing with the construction and maintenance of canals including the Erie Canal and Parker also worked as an interpreter and diplomat for the Seneca chiefs in their negotiations with the U.S. government about land and treaty rights and you may remember that we touched a little bit about that recently about um, treaty rights with the Native Americans in episode 184 chief Wilma Mankiller Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. so in 1857, Parker received an appointment from the U.S. Treasury Department to superintend the construction of a custom house and marine hospital in Galena, Illinois. And there he met Ulysses S. Grant, and they became friends. 
Cool. Near the start of the Civil War, Parker tried to raise a regiment of Iroquois volunteers to fight for the Union, but the governor turned him down. He then tried to join the Union Army as an engineer, but was told by Secretary of War Simon Cameron that, as a Native American, he could not join. Parker contacted his old pal Ulysses S. Grant, whose forces had a shortage of engineers. Parker was then commissioned a captain in May 1863 in order to report to Brigadier General John Eugene Smith. And by the time Grant was commander of the military division of the Mississippi, Parker was on Grant's personal staff as his adjutant. Nice. A year later, he became Grant's military secretary and served at the general's side until Appomattox, where Eli Parker wrote the final draft of the Confederate surrender terms, completed <gasps> around 4 p.m. on April 9th, 1865. So Grant did not forget his friend Parker when he became president. Because of his loyalty and impressive record, he was appointed Commissioner of Indian Affairs. He was the first Native American to ever hold that office. Wow. He did have a sad end to his life. I mean, oh, no. he invested in the stock market, but lost everything in the panic of 1873 and ended oh, up living no. in poverty. In 1895, he died in Fairfield, Connecticut, and was buried in Algonquin Territory. But the Seneca requested his body be relocated to Seneca mm. Land instead. Mm -hmm. And his body was exhumed in 1897 and reinterred at Forest Lawn Cemetery in Buffalo. Hey. Next to his ancestor, Red Jacket, who was a famous Seneca yes. orator. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So that's a little quick bio about Eli Parker, E-L-Y. Um, apparently, Brandy said that they that they bonded because their nicknames were so similar, mm -hmm. like Yuli, U-L-Y, and Eli, E-L-Y. So oh, that's I cute. thought that was super interesting. And yeah, definitely a fun, fun addition to that, to the last week's episode. Cool. Thanks, Brandy. Thanks for sending that in. Yes. Thank you, Brandy. Uh, Lauren, we have some plugs. We have so many plugs. So much housekeeping. So much housekeeping. So first of all, March is going to be a very big month for us and potentially for you. For you. Um, for uh, for the women's, you know, like it's Women's History Month Woo. for March. And I am a woman. <laughs> and <Ju> Ain't <laughs> and I a Julia. woman? Ain't I a woman? And Julia is a woman. And uh, so we decided that for the month of March... Um, we will be donating all proceeds from our merch shop, as well as all like donations that we get from mm -hmm. our PayPal account and everything. And we will be donating it to the National Women's Law Center. Um, and the National Women's Law Center, I'm going to read a little bit about what they do. Uh, the National Women's Law Center fights for gender justice in the courts, in public policy, and in our society, working across the issues that are central to the lives of women and girls. Um, they are also LGBTQ affirming, um, and uh, they do incredible work. And so we will be donating our money for that to to the National Women's Law Center. And uh, we will be including like a link to their website and everything if you wanted to check that out to see where your money is going. But um, all of our merch proceeds and all of our donations for March will be going there. Yes, we'll show you the receipts. Yes, we will show you the receipts. Woo. So please, you know, when you give us money in the month of March, it will be going to a good cause instead of just, you know, little old us <laughs> and our headphones and our microphones and the website and all that and stuff. And so. exciting news with that. We will have yes. some new designs in the merch shop on Public. so excited. Julie and I have been exchanging like ideas and designs all, all day when we should have been working. And uh, I'm so excited for you guys to see them. They're so funny. <laughs> and some of them are like from like maybe one line things that... <laughs> We did. 
So, but you know, it doesn't cost us anything to just like throw yeah. a design up there. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys like it or not, I know I'll definitely be buying all of these. So, so yeah, get- exactly. Even if you think you have too many podcast T-shirts at this point, <laughs> get some magnets or some stickers, yeah, or some or pins, a sticker or a notebook, or a, a notebook, or presents for your other very smart friends. So again, listen to us. All everything that we have up on T Public in March, all the proceeds are going to go to the National Women's Law Center. So we will, of course, be sharing links throughout the month. Yes, throughout the month, and, and reminding you that that's what we're doing. Get yourself some new merch. Yes, and also, Julia, what's happening with us on March 18th? Oh my gosh, Lauren! Uh, Thursday, March 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You will get to see both of our faces once again hosting mm-hmm. a virtual trivia night for a museum. This, and it, time, this time for the Memorial my, Art Gallery. My museum. Uh, all proceeds will go to our museum and all of our programs and, you know, all of our doing the good work of reaching out to our community. Uh, it's $10. There will be prizes. So Woo. please come and play. Uh, all of the questions will be inspired by our artwork, so don't feel like it's going to be all art history all the time because it's going to be a nice mix of a bunch of different things. Um, we're going to be posting links for the tickets on our social meds, but uh, if you are not on Twitter or Facebook, good for you, first of all. And secondly, you can just go to the Memorial Art Gallery website, which is mag.rochester.edu. That's mag.rochester.edu. And if you click on our events, it should be up there. That's smart. I never thought about what happens if you don't want to go on the social media sites <laughs> that everybody hates. Yeah, yeah. Everybody hates it. And if you can't make it to Thursday, March 18th, uh, don't worry. There might be another one coming around the corner in April. Mm-hmm. But we will talk more about that later. We are starting our own mini media empire here in Rochester, Where New York. We make no money, but we help <laughs> yes. all of the museums in town. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. We're philanthropists, I would say. <laughs> we should really put that on our business cards. I think so. I mean, I could get a tax break at the very least. Um, also, one last plug, my book, 500 Patterns, uh, by me and my co-author, <laughs> Jeffrey Mayer and Todd Conover, that will be uh, being released on March 23rd as well. If you want a fun, inspirational book about fabric patterns and cool information about the history of different kinds of fabric patterns and it's kind of um like place in the zeitgeist of what's going on during like the art deco period or the victorian period and all sorts of things uh it's a cool book i really love it great photography uh march 23rd check it out um buy from your small local bookstores yes not the internet megastore that everybody hates yeah exactly (laughs) we have to use all these things that people hate unfortunately (laughs) It just sucks. Mm. <laughs> Capitalism, you know? So listen to us on all the podcast apps for all of from all of the technical <laughs> You can find us on Apple hates. Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Google Play. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh God. Well, um, thank you for listening, guys. Definitely come and check us out. Uh check out our merch. Uh please donate to us so that we can donate to the National Women's Law. It'll Center. just be nice to give them a nice a nice yeah. big donation. Yeah, a nice big donation. I think it'll be really nice. And uh, and yeah, come to our trivia night. It's going to be fun. There will be prizes. <laughs> so and uh, and you'll ha- yeah exactly. It'll be yeah you it'll be a very entertaining hour oh. to hour and a half on a Thursday in yeah. your twelfth month of lockdown. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you get to see us. We'll probably be wearing fun things. Julie will be in pink. I'll be in green. 
We might mix it up. You never know. (laughs) You never know. Probably not. Um, So thanks so much for listening, guys. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.